You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. (laughs) There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Ayahuasca. What's up, man? It's Chris. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton, which we should have figured out. Was taking Sudafed yesterday because he wasn't feeling good. A little recreationally, a little bit because uh, he wasn't feeling good. <laughs> and he's out today, which means it is Rutledge and or Hamilton. It means or is in for today's show. Chris Orr, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Hope you feel better, Matt. Thanks for hopping in at the last minute. This is Rutledge and or Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Primetime Wallace Sean behind the glass, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. And there's a lot of Packers stuff going on and a lot of Badger stuff going on and a lot of like weird fan things going on. And Chris, I think, is a good person to have to talk about this. Because I think at times, fans get an outsourced sense of self mm-hmm. in the idea that and this is tricky because macro and microeconomics is, was tricky for me in college. But like, <laughs> on a macro level, fans matter. Mm-hmm. On a micro level, fans don't matter. Yes. And so I think at times fans lose sight of this. Mm-hmm. For an example, there is still consternation. Like apparently all fans and all media forgot that the Badger fans show up late to Camp Randall. Yeah. And... It's just a thing. But when they're there, they bring mm-hmm. they bring it. But I think we're overestimating the importance of that. I think we've kind of lost the tree through the forest on this. Like they show up late, but when they are fully in there, they bring it. Yes. But it is how many people fill Camp Randall? What is the capacity it's there? It's about seventy eight thousand. So oh, seven really? Yeah. Oh, so seventy eight eighty five. So seventy eight thousand <laughs> people. And so let's say 70,000 of them are there and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So the 8,000 that meander in late aren't affecting the game at that much. At, at, all. at all. I'll tell you this much. At all. At all. Because <laughs> it is loud. It is raucous. It is roaring. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need them there. So yeah. we need to stop focusing on just demonizing the kids yeah. for showing up late. Because, look, I walk by and it is a pain in the butt. For mm-hmm. those kids to get into the actual stands, like That's they tough. are lining up, I gotta see it. And I, it I is heard like, that they make them go like single file. Yeah. Oh, there's that, no single that file. It's just it's just a herd. A mass but they, of but when you get closer though, they they narrow them well, down. That's once the, you get closer, and then then it's like cows going through like that's uh, what I the mean. Cattle straights. <laughs> what? Like, like yes. one by one? Yes, one oh, by one. That's horrible. Yeah. So I'm it's telling not, you, I would argue that like I don't know what we can come up with, but something. If you want the students there pregame, yeah, then. You have something like I know Baylor does it where all of their their student section like runs through the field into the stands in up to in up into their seats. That'll get you there early. You just gotta have something to actually attract them to want to be there for warmups. Because I know I understand what they're thinking. One, I'm in the building. The game should be starting in about 45 minutes. I should be through this line. Yep. By then, 
and then they're not. That's the issue. Well, I mean, I went to the Packer game on Sunday, and I thought I'd get there. They're not a, that efficient as well. We left mm-hmm. the trio houses, which are literally right next to Camp or next to Lambeau Field, thirty mm-hmm. minutes before kickoff, and we did not get in before kickoff because, yeah. I mean, again, the same setup. So they need. I understand security is important, mm-hmm. but they have to figure out a more efficient way. And nobody complains. I would imagine. And I, I feel safe saying this, that Lambeau Field, it's just more spread out, was probably the same percentage filled at kickoff that Camp Randall was. Yeah. It's just at Camp Randall, there's one specific segment. Mm-hmm. The Packer players weren't being like, hey, we feel, listening out here, it seems like 8,000 8, people light. And yeah. Badger football players aren't like, it's, it's a little 8,000 people. <laughs> Here's when the Badger football players, and correct me if I'm wrong, care when the Badger fans, uh, the student section is there, is at the jump around. When they go yeah. look at the jump around, mm-hmm. that section is full. Yes, The stadium was loud yes. and raucous throughout that Ohio mm-hmm. State game. And I thought... The, it, not just the student section, all of the fans Everybody. brought it that For entire sure. game. For More sure. than the Packer fans did because, well, let's be honest, 24 to 10 felt a lot better for the Badgers than 24 to 10 felt for the Green Bay Packers. But there were sarcastic cheers for the Packers when it took them a quarter and a half or more than that to get their first first down. Tough. And people got quiet, rightfully so. Uh, that offense was abysmal. Badgers were different. It was like, hey, we're, we're fighting through this. Braylon Allen's out. Now Jackson Acres making plays and other mm-hmm. people are making plays yeah. and maybe we can steal this game. Mm-hmm. But the fans were there. So I want to ask this, 844-770-3776. Who do you blame more for the fans, the student section, excuse me, showing up late to Badger games? The Ooh. students or I'll just put it on like the administration like because they'll be in charge of the actual how to get them into yeah. the stadium or why they're in the stadium earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, we talked about this before. You can't force people to do things. No. You have to make it easier and mm-hmm. more exciting for them to be there. That's just it. Yes. You got a bunch of olds, including like people behind us at the game who are uh, 24 years old. Well, you know what? They were there. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to be there, and they got there ahead of time yeah. because they were more into the game because they're not college students. Mm-hmm. College students, it is very much about the party. Mm-hmm. It and is a the party. game. It is a party. And the game should be a party. I think I think it's a couple of things. One, um, if we started selling drinks in the stadium, yep. I think that would help. Yep. I think it would also obviously help. I don't know. I just remember seeing um, all these different presentations for it. And the police office, the officers actually want that to happen because apparently they'll get less uh, alcohol-related calls. There's a study that you get less alcohol-related calls to stadiums when you sell alcohol in the stadium. I think that's one. Two, you have to you have to make it enticing for your students to be there pregame. And I also think that maybe even our students would show up earlier if our student section was like right behind the opposing bench. If if you were somehow to, because I I think that fans are I think fans are more important in college football than in the NFL. Because when you get to the NFL. You don't, you don't care about anything. You don't care. I'm out here to play football. I'm, I'm out here to handle business. This is my job. I came here to do a job. So it doesn't matter the atmosphere. We're all going to be ready to go no matter what. But I think in, in college, I think fans, I think they play a vital role. Like, it's your job to make that place hostile because usually college stadiums seat more than NFL stadiums. Um, usually it's a little more rowdy. There's a little more emotion into college games than NFL games. But, yeah, I think, one, if our student section was, like, right behind other teams' benches, just like a lot of other stadiums in the Big Ten, they had their student section right behind the visiting bench. 
which makes it like rowdy and let's get crazy to these boys. Let's get them out their game. Let's talk a whole bunch of trash. Like I think that makes it fun for students, especially coming to a game as a fan. But you got to entice them. You got to entice them to get them to show up sometime earlier. If you're going to, hey, if we can get the student section full by, I don't know, by kickoff or, yeah, by kickoff, if it's completely filled top to bottom, then, I don't know, you show your ticket at a Culver's, partner with Culver's, and you get a free basket or yeah. something like that. Like something, you got to entice it somehow. At least that's a start that way. In order, because you're really going to be asking the students to get there like two hours early. That's really what you're asking for, two, three hours early. And like we just said, for students coming to college football, is like a party. It's all about the party. It is. <laughs> it's half about the game. I wouldn't even say half. A third of it is the game. The other two thirds are the party. The game is part of the party. Yes. It's like what's on yes. TV, 844 770 Who do you blame more, the students or the administration, for why the students don't show up for the game? And I wonder if this is on the table. I wouldn't do it. But Georgia cut their student section size down. Ooh. They did that a few years ago. They went, uh, let's see here. Uh, they went from, what do we got here? 18,000 to 16,000. Mm. So they uh, cut their student section down. The largest student section in college football is the 12th man at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, around 30,000. Yeah. Uh, 34,000 seats. But I was with some folks from Oklahoma, and Oklahoma brings it for college mm-hmm. football games. They yeah. love the Camp Randall atmosphere, and I honestly thought that the uh, Badger student section looked a little bit on the higher end as far as the, the size of it. Yeah, and yeah, I think so, too. I, I looked up the number of that. It's like around 14,000 oh, for seats. Oh, 14,000 wow. seats, which looks more in the, mi- in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's ones with less, and there's ones with more. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to shrink that down, but again... 14,000 seats, and still I would say half of those are full. So mm-hmm. worst case scenario, we're talking 7,000 people out of 78,000 at Camp Randall or whatever it holds. Did yeah, you, we f- I found it was 80,000. 80, so 80,300, yeah. yeah. the guy that played there knew the size. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he won with that. 80,300 and 7,000 uh, of those people are maybe out. Yeah, And so that's yeah. pretty good. I honestly feel like yeah. out of the 80-some thousand that were at the Packer game, mm-hmm. 7,000 people were still making their way in, too. It's just not in one section. Yeah. So I think we make too big of a deal about the student section, and I'm getting tired from everything from the student papers mm-hmm. all the way up to the state journal. I don't need the same story every year. Yeah. Either uh, the, go to the school and force them to fix it, mm-hmm. or shut up. Yeah. Uh, 844-770-3776. Dave from Deerfield chimes in. Nick Saban called out the Alabama student section two or three years ago because those students weren't showing up until the second quarter. It happens throughout college football stadiums. Mm-hmm. And yes, you cannot rely on college students yeah. who are partying and want to have, enjoy themselves to be your lifeblood for yeah. the game. Yeah, I have to show up all week on time to class. Yeah, I'm not showing up. To, <laughs> you're going to get mad at me for not showing up to the game on time. First of all, let me say this too. Yeah. From a player's perspective, every stadium, no stadium is truly, well, let me not say no. Not many stadiums are filled to the brim at kickoff. Majority of stadiums you go to, there's going to be a little fluff, especially at the top of the stadium. Just like what we're pointing out. It's the top of the student section that's not full because they're still filtering in. And they're filling. It's not like it's full. They're trying to fill it in. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Um, It's like that at every stadium. I think it's just easier to point out at Camp Randall because of where our student section is. Yep. And you can see that little gap. But I'm sure even if you pan to other parts of Camp Randall, like the upper deck, I'm 
I'm sure there's a slice that's not full yet. Yeah. People are still coming in. Yeah. That's a long way to walk. Yeah, you I gotta just, walk far, bro. That's it far. Is, yeah, I, I every game day I walk three miles. It is a yeah. mile and a half from yeah. where I park. I mean, I stop at the tailgate and then I make my way up. Yeah. And on the way back, it's a mile and a half back. Where uh-huh. I park, it is three miles every yeah. game day, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it is a hike. It's a hike. And I didn't walk that when I went to Lambeau. Yeah, you going up to the double decker? That's a hike. Oh, if you're going up too, yeah, oh, it's it's even that's a hike. Yeah, and I'm not bless rushing you. to do that. I don't think I've ever seen a Badger game out at that level from outside. Yeah. Like obviously at the uh, in the press box, I've right, seen right, games right, right. at that level, but outside, no, I have no part of that. No. So they bless them. They yeah. are hardcore fans. Hardcore. But I also think there's this also aspect from fans of just understanding again in the micro. You, you matter less. So mm-hmm. stop focusing on the individual fan. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the macro of Camp Randall was yes. full. And I think this mm-hmm. negativity about they're just looking for a reason to rail on the youngsters. We all yeah. sound like we're a thousand years old. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. It, it's not going to happen unless you're going to yeah. completely change how the Camp Randall's filled. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. It, it would be different if the entire section was like spotty we barely had anybody in oh there. yeah it was literally just a slice it's just like the f- last few rows of seats yeah like, and that's it, it and it does it is i think directly tied to how difficult it is yeah to get into the game For which sure. was the problem i had at lambo as well right now it is 50 50 students what? or administration who do you blame more uh it's going to be a mix of uh olds and youngsters as just, far as figuring that out i just want to know for for i guess for the olds my question is this: When you were in college, oh, they um, uh, they walked uphill both ways. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me on every game day you got there three hours before just so you're seated for 15 minutes before kickoff. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Oh, without a doubt. And there's no beer at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably had that at wherever you went, depending on where you went. Yeah. You know, you they've they've been doing that for a while now. But like, come on, bro. Let's be real. Let's be real. You're talking to a whole bunch of 19 year olds, and you're getting mad that on the Couple days that they actually have off from their responsibilities, that they're not showing up early enough. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, Badgers twenty twenty four schedule was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western Michigan, South Dakota, so good. Then this, Alabama, and then at USC. Oh, I love it. Goodness, they do I have a bye it. week in between those. Oh, a very useful bye week. I yeah, recover, lick your wounds. Yes. I love it. It, it, it. it does, and then it's Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa, the Ducks, and then Nebraska, Minnesota. So, honestly, oh, I don't hate that schedule because you got to pull off, like, I just glancing at it, there's three games in there, USC, Bama, and Oregon, where I think, like, you're going to have to pull off an upset there, uh, depending on what everyone else does. Penn State could be one of those teams, but I, th- I don't think it's crazy to think that Wisconsin no. should take a, a step to be Penn State level next year. No, 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 no. no. I, I think that's... It's not crazy. Because, one, more and more of these young players are going to fit the system more, mm-hmm. and and then some of the uh, older players are either going to transfer or their their skill set through mm-hmm. weight training and, and practice is going to fit this system yep. a little better. Plus, I promise you, I don't think it'll be the same number, but I think Coach Fickle is going to still hit the portal oh, yeah. until this roster is what they want, yeah. and that's going to take a, a full recruiting cycle, which is three more years, really. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be excited about with this team. But I like this schedule because this schedule, if you you can lose a game in here and still be in competition for the mm-hmm. college football playoff, for sure, for sure. You just can't you can't lose too many. Uh, you can't lose more than you probably can't drop more than one Big Ten game. 
just to so you're in the yeah. Big Ten championship. But you could probably still make the playoffs. But um, man, that sounds like such a fun schedule. Man, which on the, which oh. team on that list do you want to? Would you want to play the most of the new teams? The most, Bama. I would love to do a home and home Bama because that was my first uh, collegiate game was Alabama in Dallas actually, yep. which was super dope for me because yeah. my last high school game was in Dallas. I was like, oh man, my first college game is in Dallas. Like this is dope. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun, man. It's what you literally you're getting what you what you dream about. Like they're they're now getting the schedule that. It's like undeniable that you're playing big time ball in your entire season. I would also say that like not only Wisconsin, I guess this is really the rest of the Big Ten too, but you're like primed now to have your pickings at the portal because you're actually probably more likely to go to. I'm, I'm sure I'm not uh, saying anything crazy to anybody, but you're probably more likely to have a high school recruit go to Oregon and not play and then enter the portal. Then you'll probably have that at. Uh, Wisconsin or Iowa or something like that. You can go swoop that up. That's talent. Yeah. That's talent sitting out there. You, I mean, we, we did some work in the portal this year, and I'm sure that – I mean, that's just a new college football. You're going to have to do it anyway. What? I think the question is, like, how do you balance? Because you have to balance, too. You can't end up like Michigan State. It's not the NFL. You can't go all in for a year. Yeah. And then say, like, oh, it'll, it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We are asking you: One, do you blame the students and the administration for the late show up to games? But also, which one of these three teams—Bama, Oregon, or USC—do you want? Are you most excited to see next year? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Matt Hamilton's out, but he still wants to tell you about Iron Jock. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Hey, Matt Hamilton here. There are tons of things I like about Iron Jock, one of them being their state-of-the-art silver ion technology that's guaranteed to keep you feeling fresh and provide odor-fighting protection for as long as you own it. Two, they're a Wisconsin-based company, and Iron Jock provides high-quality performance apparel that's designed from the inside out. Three, they provide the highest quality fabrics and construction designed for an active and comfortable fit. You can go to ironjock.com and get your Iron Jock apparel today. That's ironjock, J-O-C.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Primetime Wollersheim. I could not figure it out initially why this was in here, but I did say let it be in the old scene to let it be. Let it be. Look at that. A little singing from Primetime as well. Our first Iron Jock poll question, which was who do you blame for the student section taking so long to fill up? Now it's up to 53% administration. There we go. We have a secondary Iron Jock poll question in honor of the Badger schedule coming up. Uh, Who has you most excited uh, to see them next year, Oregon, Alabama, or USC, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you can chime in on that, Jim Rutledge and Chris Orr with you live from the Everlight Solar Studio. And Chris, you said Bama, mm-hmm. and I agree with you on Bama. Honestly, all th- I would say Bama and USC are really close. Yeah, and I, oh, I played USC. Oh wow, the Oregon Ducks are one as well, where they're there, but they're not. Yeah. They're not USC or no. Bama. No, 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 no. no. And I think I would lean more towards USC, but 
Because um, Bama honestly just seems like more of like Wisconsin on steroids, as yeah, USC seems like some sort of exotic animal. Like, yeah. how? What, what is kind that? of? Yeah, because <laughs> Bama's like okay, they got. I mean, they they have like the college version of like a game managing quarterback yeah. a lot of times, mm-hmm. and then they have like beast running backs, mm-hmm. the old line and D line. Yep. The difference is like they're just loaded up with more guys mm-hmm. than we have mm-hmm. of like top tier. So it's just like for sure what Wisconsin would look like mm-hmm. if it was in the South. For sure, but then like out you look at USC and it's like that looks like an NFL team, and it's yeah. just got the the Trojan the whole thing mm-hmm. and Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. Uh, I mean, there's like a whole list of like all-time greats. Can't say his name anymore as a football player, but he was a hell of a football player. He was a good player. <laughs> he was such a good football player. And if I'm being honest, I enjoyed him in the Naked Gun movies, too. He was <laughs> He's a good actor. He's funny. Yeah. I like him on social media. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I like him. He's funny, bro. He's funny. He plays on it. It's bad. It's so bad. It's yes. bad. What's up, it's Twitter bad. world? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, God, I'm trying to think of – I watched a video. Someone was talking about when they were – I think it was Rich Eisen or something. Dan Patrick was talking about when he interviewed O.J. Simpson. (laughs) And during the break, O.J. turned to him and said, do you think I did it? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the one? You see the one where this lady said uh, she interviewed him and after he said, uh, I have a surprise for you. (laughs) She opened her door and it's him like – No, I did not see that. God, (laughs) O.J. He's so bad. I remember, when, I remember when he first got on Twitter, he tweeted, I did it. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like your crazy uncle. He's crazy. But it's not fun because he's allegedly a murderer. Yeah. 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 And he didn't go to prison because he yeah. stole from someone, like armed robbery. So, like, he is a felon. You're crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's, it's more of like you're laughing, but if you're around him, you're laughing because you don't want to... Maybe yeah. get assault. Like he's laughing like, to keep him laughing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't sure. want to. You don't want sure. things to go sideways. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Shout out Johnny Cochran. I gotta see USC and Mr. Kardashian, the yeah. the, the uh, lawyer there. R.I.P. Mr. Simpson. Uh, Richard Greenfield chimes in. The 2019 draft is the one that still kills me. Um, he said that Goody could have had uh, D.K. Debo, Scary Terry, A.J. Brown, Max Crosby, got Elton Jenkins and Darnell Savage to show for it, and. Mm. I'll tell you what, Elton Jenkins. I'm gonna. That's a fine pick. I mean, he's maybe not those players, but I think Jenkins still can be a either Pro Bowl level or right there once he gets fully healthy. Yeah, he's a good player. Darnell Savage is trash. So that's that <laughs> stuff. He is a, he is a very bad football player, and I think they've been like when you get moved around from safety to corner and back to safety, and they're just like they're trying to figure you out. They're like, yeah. well, we accidentally picked up your fifth year option because you look good early, and now we just have to ride this out for a year. <sighs> it's never a good spot to be. Uh, the yard possum from Lake Mills chimes in. USC will have an unknown QB, so the Badgers will probably have their best chance against USC. I guarantee that unknown uh, QB is going to be like, Malachi Moore is not unknown. I'm just going to say that right I now. I will say I will say this though. I'm not going to lie. Unknown to, to us. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. So I was fortunate enough. I was blessed enough in my college career. I played all three of those team, all three of those programs. I guess Bama, exactly what you thought they were. Exactly what you said is who they were. They were. Talent, but they were well coached. They did all the little things right. Usually, sometimes you play like a super talented team, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, like y'all, y'all got some ballers, yeah, but a little sloppy. You got, yeah, yeah you sloppy, or yeah. you're just a little soft. Like, nah, nah. This was a good. This was a complete team. <laughs> 
And now you're just like, ah, oh, damn. You're like, damn, man. That was the first time. I'm not going to lie. It was my first college game. I'm thinking about Wisconsin. I done, I'm like, I done banged with these boys. I'm like, man, we, we can be ready for them. That was our first time. That defense on that Alabama football team was they were the monsters. <laughs> A. Sean Robinson oh, looks like he looked 45 out there. <laughs> and it was just a complete stalemate at the line of scrimmage every time. And I was like, dang, bro. Like, I'm like, we all line. I'm like, we got to get some type of movement. Right. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, Bama good. Really good. Exactly. Is that As the worst advertised. when you like play a really talented team and then they're really well coached? Ah. Uh, because that yes I think is no. Wisconsin's advantage a yeah. lot of times is that it's usually tighter yeah. coached. I, I would say yes and no because usually it's like okay, like the coaching because we felt like we had good coaching, so like okay, nullified each other. The talent we felt like the talent nullified when it was purely your our best eleven. Mm-hmm. I think where the difference was is like they can go like nickel and they might be better in nickel than they are in base and like. Well, and that reminds me, is that they had Fitzpatrick on that team? Is that yep? And so I like think he was really young. Yes, though. he was. Yeah, that he one, was and I was young. like, this is the difference between Wisconsin and, and this is the difference between stars. Mm-hmm. He was a freshman mm-hmm. and he was playing in a game and he was dominating a game mm-hmm. and he had just been playing high school football. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you came in and played well, but I was mm-hmm. like, this guy is standing out mm-hmm. on the field in a game between two top 25 mm-hmm. opponents, and that is the difference. Because for, for sure. me, I always thought Stars was like, how quickly are you going to be near your yeah. peak? And it's like, other guys, like Chris Borland and you, like other guys will climb to their yeah. peak. They might just not arrive at their peak. Yeah, for sure. And, like, and that's not saying that Fitzpatrick didn't get better, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was like, these guys are going to yes. arrive, and then mm-hmm. they're already yep. uh, top 25 players. Yep. And some of the other... Slower, like the lower star players, mm-hmm. might just take longer to get to that point, but they still can get there. Yeah. It's just a matter of Wisconsin always needed to have like a pipeline. If mm-hmm. that pipeline ever broke, yep. and I think that's what you're saying a lot of times with it, mm-hmm. if there was a break in the pipeline or a miss in recruiting, it affected Wisconsin yep. way more than it would affect in Alabama yep. because Alabama had another guy ready to play right there. Yep. So you hit the nail right on the head. One, especially with the stars, it just means if you're a five star, it's like, okay, you should be playing. Yeah. Like you should play as a freshman. I shouldn't be able to know you're a freshman, right? And and a lot of it's just physical. It's yeah, like exactly. you are the prototypical you're size, speed, yep. everything, and your technique is yep. there. Mm-hmm. So you should just walk in and yep. and dominate for sure. See, the only tricky part, at least this is my thoughts on it. The tricky part to me, and I think this is where we kind of missed a little bit at Wisconsin is sometimes sometimes you get a recruit and it's like, okay, you're a five star because like we just said, you had the physical tools at 16. Like, you had them at 16, you were killing all of the poor high schoolers that yeah. you were playing with yep. because physically they just couldn't keep up with you. So then you get to college and it's like, ah, like, you are a physical specimen, but you're not really that good at football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> Which is it's the same way in the NFL, too. That's why people are bust because it's like, okay, you, you're supposed to, on paper, you're supposed to be ready right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, you just didn't check this one box. Not that good of a football player. Great athlete, great prospect. Not that good of an actual player. I always think that each level there is a, I think like from high school it's like physicality. Mm-hmm. And then it's like high school to college is physicality and technique. Mm-hmm. And then college, then you take all that and it's like physicality, technique, and then like quick processing. Yep. Processing, uh, it, like body management, your discipline off the field becomes more important like Oh, he doesn't care about his diet. This is why his hammy's pulled every other week or whatever. Like he's not taking his hydration serious. Like this is why he keeps popping something. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why like a lot of teams you go to and they'll be like, Okay, we like our linebackers at ten percent body fat and we don't want you over two hundred and twenty eight pounds or something like that. And it's like you're eating like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. 
and you're like, <laughs> you still got to be ready to play football, but you're going to go get these bipods and DEXA scans just to make sure, like, I got to make sure I'm staying in this in this uh, range. And people will put that range on you because they're like, the research behind it is if you're 10% body fat or less, then you'll have a less likely chance of pulling your hamstring. Obviously, they can't pre prevent all of them, but like more so the ones where it's just like, oh, you got fatigued and your hamstring gave out. It's like, oh, you're just not in shape. Even if you you probably are in like shape, yeah. But you're not. You're sitting at thirteen percent instead of ten. It's like, it sounds crazy, but I promise you, it is the. But truth. I swear, fans sometimes can see it. there's certain guys out there like I think he's playing his way into shape a little bit. Yeah, especially if they didn't play a lot of preseason, like week mm -hmm. one or two, and it's like. They just seem a little bit more lumbering, and yeah. then by the time the season gets rolling, they're like, okay, now they're like by week three or four, it's like that's the guy I remember mm -hmm. from last season. Mm -hmm. But whether it's they're you know an injury they're working through, or maybe yeah. they're not fully at football mm -hmm. shape because they didn't play a lot of preseason yep. or didn't get a chance to do a lot in yep. OTAs and training camp, they're kind of which yeah. is I think that gets dangerous. Yes, football shape is different. Yeah. Like you can be in shape. I could be in shape to where it's like, okay, oh, I can go run twenty four one tens all at like. 15 seconds and make every time or whatever which is like a conditioning test or something and you're in shape like yeah. you're in phenomenal shape probably but it doesn't matter how good a shape you come in if you come in here the first day of practice and we do 12 plays in a row you're gonna die you're gonna be <laughs> out there throwing up you're gonna die because you cannot mimic all right i'm gonna go wrestle this 300 pound guy <laughs> right. then i'm gonna go chase after this dude who can run 40 yards in 4.3 seconds mind you I can only do that in 4.6 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and your adrenaline is also through the roof. Yeah, my adrenaline is through the roof. Yeah. Not only do I have to chase this guy, once I get to him, you're forgetting. Oh, I forgot. He's 225. Yeah. He's 225, <laughs> just as strong as you. <laughs> now you have to wrestle him to the ground. So after you've done that, that's one play. <laughs> <laughs> then, then 15 seconds later, you're going to have to go do all that again. <laughs> you're going to do that again. You're going to do that 12 plays in a row. It's the combination of it all. That you you just can't mimic it. You there's no way of truly being like you can't arrive in football shape. Well, I'll tell you what. I was watching. I was at the Packer game and I forgot to look this guy up, but now I did. Oh. Harrison Foster Phillips. So Harrison Phillips for the um, Vikings D lineman. Uh -huh. There were times I was like, this dude is like he is barely like the second he would hit the white, yeah. he's walking. Like oh, yeah. he didn't even bother to get back where they were supposed to be. Like if they were past like the you know like you have the lines you're not supposed to cross like yeah. on the sideline, he's just standing there. <laughs> and then, and then walk it like meandering his way back out there, and then he'd go dominate. But oh, yeah. then for a few plays, and then it's like, is this guy gonna? He barely make it to the sideline oh, yeah. before the ball snapped, and he's like, just walk, the second his feet hit the white, I'm walking, and I'm gonna be right here. Oh yeah, and nobody's gonna say anything. Yeah, oh yeah, because it's like, I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, you gotta, you got like four seconds. You really have like four seconds of work, but it's like four seconds of truly max effort. Truly max effort for four seconds. So, especially the O-line, D-line. If they can walk and, like, get, catch their breath for, like, 30 seconds, you can go again. That's he's 6'3", six, uh, 307. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's just a lot to bring around. That's a lot to move around. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people understand that, like, <laughs> those dudes, those O-line and D-linemen, they are some warriors. Yeah. One, that's a lot of stress. Like, what'd you say, 6'3"? 63307. 63. The 6'3 man is probably supposed to like buy our like guidelines or whatever. He's probably supposed to be like 215, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, because maybe? like for it's still by our guidelines and I'm uh what six foot and one ninety five, I'm still overweight. Yeah, yeah, you're probably supposed to be like 
I think like 180 yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like 185. Because you're not supposed to carry any muscle. Yeah, like, exactly. Basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they don't count muscle at all. I guess muscle doesn't count. But uh, yeah, one, the stress of carrying 300 pounds on your knees and hips and sitting in a frog stance. Those guys get beat up yep. the worst. And they're not making that injury report. No. Sometimes, a lot of times, your favorite O-lineman, D-lineman, whoever they are, they're hurt. They're hurt right now. I promise you they're hurt right now. Oh, they with, are without a doubt, without and a doubt. And they'll never show up on an injury report. Well, as you know, and I've used it too, Derek Engler played in the NFL. He was in those trenches. Tark Solly, all-time leader in sacks, should be a UW Hall of Famer. Uh, he's been in those trenches. They both use – He's what's that? He's not in the Hall of Fame. No, not the Badger. No, not the UW what? Athletic Hall of Fame. It's insane. It is ab- What? Yes. I had to, I, every year I look me? it up, he's not in it. And every year I'm like, we need to start a campaign. Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know. Because like, it's not going to be beaten now. Cause, it's not going to be beat. But yeah. I promise you, me and, me and Zach Bond looked it up before the season. We were like, man, like, let's, go get, let's go get these records, bro. Like, listen, we can do it. You know, you feel like you can do anything. And we're looking. Um, we, we honestly. 33 career sacks and 58 um, t- uh, career tackles for loss. He had 20, 22 and a half in one year, right? Uh, yeah, I'll have to look that one up. I don't know. I want to say that's like the... That's the record. I don't know if that's Tark, though, for one season. I think that might be ah. Tom Burke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That is Tom I mean, Burke. This, people thought season. Burke was going to break it, but he still didn't get it, which speaks to the sustained excellence of Tark. And a, half. a fellow um, Carolina Panther player. Yeah. 33 and a half? Yep. Bro, that's a lot. That yeah, is yes. a lot. And I just don't see that happening again, so I feel like that is his. So he uses carbon health. So do I. Yeah. So does Derek Engler. Uh, you can do the cryo there. You can do the red light therapy there. You can take semi-glutide like I'm taking it. It is really, honestly, for everyone, you, whether you're trying to get into top shape, maybe you want to run a marathon, maybe you just want to be better uh, at your weekend warrior sports, or you just want to be healthier, uh, all that can be uh, solved and answered at Carbon World Health. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. And you put the load right on on me. Go down, Miss Moses. There's nothing you can say. It's just old Luke and Luke's waiting on a judgment day. Well, Luke, my friend, what about young Ann Lee? He said, do me a favor, son, won't you stay and keep it? Prime time feeling it today. Don't get me wrong. I love the band and I love this song, but I was like, tell me the meaning behind this one, Prime Time, Muller Shine. Please explain. It's the load on those knees for Harrison Phillips, man. 307. <laughs> I looked it up. An average male with, at the height of 6'3", only supposed to be between 175 and 215. Oh, it's even oh less. He's got an extra oh 90 pounds. Goodness. Bro. Okay. The 175. Yeah, that's 175 that. is insane. That's insane. You're going to look sick. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to look sick. You're going to look like you're dying. Like, yes. If you're 6'3", 175. <laughs> yeah. Someone, I'm a, if you're of a certain age, your family's going to like call the doctor and be worried about you. Like, yes. If you're like 50 or 60, they're like, eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him some uh, shakes. Yeah. Like, what is. <laughs> that is so insane. I wouldn't look healthy at 175. That is uh, 20 pounds lighter than I currently am. I, I don't think insane. I've been 175 since like high school. 
That's like, like no, muscle. That's, yeah, like it's not a made up thing. Muscle weighs more than like fat. Yes. Yeah. And like if you want to be mus, if you want to have muscles, you have to give up trying to yes. weigh what they think you're gonna yes. weigh. Yeah. If you're if you're tracking a number on a scale, you're doing the wrong thing. Yes. Trust me. Do not track the number on the scale. Don't think, oh, I want to lose ten pounds and try to do it as fast as you can, because more than likely you're catabolic and your muscles are eating themselves, and that's why you're dropping so much weight. So. You focus on your body composition. Just just do the eye test. Yeah. Just look in the mirror. Do you look better? Are you starting to see the abs come in? Yeah. And do you feel better? It's <laughs> yeah. part of it too. You feel like better? when you're like moving around, like yeah. are you not as like waking up with some energy now? Yeah, not waking up creaking. Ah. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, and I I'm creak like the carb workout was great, but there are some workouts there where it's like. Uh, I was telling my wife, like, I could do, like, calf workout, workouts are great for me because they don't involve my knees. But, like, some of the stuff with, like, the squats and all that kind of stuff, I'm knees. like, I can handle Aiken. the weight. My knees can't handle yeah. the weight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, like, some of them today were, uh, like, you had to, like, like lay back and then bend down and then roll over. And they're like, oh, yeah. have at it. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I am 43 years old and, like, <laughs> I've played a lot of basketball. We'll do the best I can. At least, but they're good about it there. They're like, whatever your range of motion right, is. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. Because, yeah. like, Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Who was the uh, <laughs> Who was the comedian who tried to go and dunk a basketball and like? Oh, collapse? that's uh, Tom Segura. I would have looked like. Comedian. Oh, I heard about. That's what uh, he did. Well, yeah, he tried to go up and dunk. He was doing a uh, dunk competition with another <sighs> comedian friend of his, both of whom are like 45 to 50 year old men. <laughs> um, and he went up to dunk on like a nine foot hoop, I think. I'm pretty sure what happened is is like his Achilles tore like <laughs> mid leap. And then he went back, and he also tore his, like, PCL, MCL, <laughs> came down, tried to stop himself, uh, like, falling backwards onto his arm, completely broke his left arm. So oh. now he's just laying literally crumpled in a heap oh. on a basketball court with oh. his buddy trying to, like, That's pick him up. Horrible. I would have been humiliated with any one of those things happening. Oh, you're happening. humiliated. Yeah. Humiliated. Like, when I play, I, I, I make this joke that when I play basketball on Friday morning, it's like, I don't want to jump. And it's not that I can't jump. Like, if I'm before we play, like, I'll run a little bit. And I'll, I'll jump and touch spot on the backboard. But there's so many feet around, and there's so yeah. many guys who are like between 35 and 55. I don't want to jump because I don't want to land on someone's foot. Yeah. And I've done it before when I was younger. I don't want to blow out my knee or my mm. ankle or my Achilles mm. playing pickup basketball. Mm. So I just make the decision when someone's driving the basket. I'm like, do I block the shot? I'm like, you got it. I'm going to feel like an idiot <laughs> if I you got hurt it, my leg trying to block some random. Guy's yeah. shot that nobody cares about. Yeah, you got it, bro. You won the, you won the rec league championship, exactly, bro. You got exactly, it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and look, it comes my way, too. If I'm going up, nobody's trying to, like, yeah. nobody's, you know, Dennis Rodman going to push me yeah. out of bounds and I'm shooting it there. <laughs> like, just have at it. Like, we're just here to have fun yeah, and nobody get it, hurt. Bro. You got it. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think people, I think people get under the illusion of, oh, man, like, I'm 35. I had I did this 10 years ago when I was 25. Like, I yeah. can still do this. Are it's you kidding me? It's the joints me? that get you. It's, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you understand that <laughs> the older you get, you're going to have to train so much more in order to still do some of the things you were doing when you were younger. And nobody, like, nobody needs it. You don't need to train like that. <laughs> you don't need to, which is why you shouldn't be out there trying to do Right. Like, well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, I work on a carbon, but it's like I do all that so I can at least be safe. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying yeah. to yeah, go yeah, yeah. win the... I'm like, not trying to go win. Yeah, yeah the I'm Rec Basketball Olympics. <laughs> I just want to go work out there so I can stay in shape, feel good moving around, yep. and also be able to just go play some ball yeah. and with some older guys who also were just like, it was trying to stay in shape. Oh, that's got to be the most... That's probably got to be the most embarrassing thing that happened to you as a man. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You get into this athletic competition 
and you injure yourself. Yeah. Like just like recreate, you know, like yeah. that's why I think golf is so big. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. you really got to do something special to hurt yourself with golf. You can mess up your back pretty bad in golf. But that's more of like mm. a uh, not an acute, what's the opposite of an acute injury? It's more of like a, a wear and tear sort of injury of like mm. usually it's not like one doing swing. It for so long, yeah. It's you know, maybe you play too many holes in a short window and maybe yeah. your back gets like a little an sore. overuse injury. Yes. Like yeah. yeah. You don't mm. get many acute injuries in golf. I mean, you really got to be trying. Maybe if you drink too many Coors Light, you might fall out of the golf cart or something like that. But like an actual acute injury seems rare in golf. Pickleball, I, uh, I, you know, there's a little bit more injuries in that. Being injured in pickleball, yeah. but worse, I guess, less than racquetball. Because mm, yeah. racquetball is, I mean, that's because you're intense. moving less, right? Yeah, 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 it's a little smaller space. Yeah, uh, it's less than tennis too. Mm. So I get the idea. You're not going to not get hurt in anything you do, right? But yeah, I would say. Unless you're playing professionally, just take it easy. Just like, take it. It's easy. not. It's that's not the real thing. That's <laughs> the. You know what? That's the real issue. It's not about finding a sport that, or just some type of activity that the rate of injury is less. It's more so just hey, it's over. <laughs> just accept it. You'll you'll never be Olympic champion. Robin Madison <laughs> says, "I see Jim playing ball like the dude in Long Came Polly." No, that is exactly what I don't want to be. Like I want. <laughs> I want to be the guy. Uh, maybe a long time ago, like when you're younger, you just you know you just feel like things matter more. But now it's more of like, nah, I'm just here. I'm good. Hey, if I make a, a mic move, uh, is I want to get a rebound. I want to throw a few Jokic patches. Like, I'm good at throwing the the pass down. Like yeah. you're gonna run, good for you. I'm not running at five a.m. <laughs> so I will throw you a pinpoint pass and reward you for running down there because <laughs> my heart will explode if I start running at five fifteen in the morning. You're full sprint, at five in the morning, just once a week. Yeah. So like. Yeah, you're there's, crazy. There's some dudes like they're ready, like they're there at five. I wake up at five and then I go and I get there like five fifteen. There's other people that are there at five and they're sprinting. Meanwhile, I'm just like uh, I'm gonna break myself in because I don't want to die. So uh, like I know maybe there's a lot of uh, like like game three and four are my best games and then three game and four and then game five. Well, you just play to like twenty one. Oh, okay. I was gonna say how many tournament yeah. every Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Who does well, tourney knockout yeah. bracket style. Yeah, it's, a, it's an AAU tournament. It's, yeah. it's called oh my it's, um, AARP. Yeah, no, it's, it's an AARP tournament. <laughs> I know there's a lot of copper fist sleeves out there, man. I know there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> knee sleeves and elbow sleeves. Just, those guys that are those guys that are there early. I know they have if, sleeves on. If they, yes. <laughs> if I see the guy with the sleeve, I'm like, oh god, I don't oh, want to. He's about to play his heart out. Yeah, I don't want to guard this guy. <laughs> Get someone else. He just took him back to the. Although the worst guys don't want to think they're Reggie Miller ah, running on, through man. screens and everything. Come on, man. What are we doing? Come on, bro. I am not trying to run yeah. around, so I'm going to throw up in the morning. Thank see, you. See, that's why I don't. That's why I don't do stuff like that. Because if if I'm playing basketball, this is why I don't play basketball anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm playing basketball, bro, you run through my screen, okay. Next screen I set, I promise you're not running through that one. I promise you. I promise. <laughs> Shortening that neck. I promise you. You foul me hard. You don't want to get my foul. All right, bet. Cool. I didn't know this is how we playing. <laughs> no, every once in a while I'm playing and you get like uh one if you call a foul that's not a foul, that bothers that me. That bothers me. That bothers and, me. And like and so I like and then there's the other one is that guy's the worst is the call you yeah. have to basically murder me for me to call a foul on you. Yeah. Like I it's not that important. Yeah. So unless like yes. you wrap my arms up so I can't shoot it, right. I'm not calling a foul. Like a blatant foul. So like if I like yeah. 
bump you or like my feet were moving on yeah. like a movie they call it like a moving screen some of these guys Come you know on, what i mean bro. it's like can we just chill that's, so that's carry you travel yeah yeah exactly that was the, <laughs> that's the worst guy you call a carry i'm going home <laughs> like that's you call it. a carry or a travel <laughs> i'm out bro i'm done see you guys next week because i'm i'm done i knew not to trust you man you got four <laughs> copper copper fit sleeves on <laughs> You got both knees and both elbows. I knew I knew what you're gonna do today. You know what? Uh, you know, I maybe I'll play tomorrow, but uh, so I'll have to keep this in check. But right now, the best way to kind of get through after playing a great uh, basketball Friday uh, five in the morning is to enjoy some cider boys. And right now, I'm gonna give away a case of the cider boys island mix pack. It's a variety pack of hard ciders that include tiki colada. Royal Blueberry, Tropical Wave, and Mango Tango. That's mm. right. I'm giving away a case of that right now. Give me a number, Chris. Five. Caller number five is going to get that case of Cider Boys Island Mix Pack, 844-770-3776. Uh, it's Tiki, Tiki Colada, Royal Blueberry, Tropical Wave, and Mango Tango. You're going to get a case of that, 844-770-3776. Caller number five. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Day on Rutledge and Hamilton is presented by Cider Boys Hard Apple Cider. All natural and Wisconsin-owned. When it's your birthday, and they show your college highlights. Ah. Happy birthday, Jordan Love. Oh, tough. tough. I'm just looking at PTI. He's 25. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's young. Yes. In the, in the NFL. Yes. In the well, it's young. It's young in life. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, it's a, I mean, 25 like with mid. eight games in your career as a starter, like that's a little bit later. That's yeah. all. He's still young because his draft year is a little bit younger, but... Right. Um, now they are showing happy anniversary to Byron Leftwich. I will never. Whatever happened, I thought That's he was going to be an crazy. NFL head coach. But yeah, yeah Byron Leftwich yeah, getting carried off Marshall. What's it? Is he with the Jags now? Is he their their OC? He left. He's not in Tampa anymore. Well, no, now I think he went that. to Jacksonville because he never got a head coaching job. I know that. Oh was yeah, big, you're right. He might thing. be in Jacksonville. I think, I think you are right. I think he's because he stayed in Florida because he was supposed to. Be, I remember they were talking about him. Well, he's being not in Miami. He's not in Miami. Yes, certainly not. And not in Tampa. So yeah, we can narrow it down like that. They were talking about him being the next. Jacksonville head coach. I, well, yeah, I mean, before it was uh, Peterson. His name's not even floated. That's really yeah, strange. That's I don't know what happened with that, but happy anniversary to Byron Left, which is what they said there when he played at Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him kind of basically getting carried up the field by his teammates to make more plays. He was playing in that game, one of the toughest guys I've ever seen play football. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I want to get to Jordan Love, but that's how you get in the show. It's Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Shout out to I forgot the name. I started talking. It was Corey from DeForest. Congratulations to Corey from DeForest for winning the case of the Cider Boys Island Mix. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, so congrats to him. And Chris, I mean, obviously there's different levels of it, but as an athlete, to turn like 25, you have your birthday in the midst of like just, it has not been a good start to his no. career for Jordan Love. No. And to turn 20, like a birthday on this, like I don't even know how, like how do teammates look at that? Like do you celebrate it or you just have to like, 
I stink. I'm just gonna have to own like having a su- like a subtle birthday. Yeah, no, they're gonna celebrate his birthday. Yeah, probably, definitely. I mean, one, you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> so I don't think that like paparazzi is gonna be looking at where you go out at if you go anywhere. Get out the Applebee's. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, them uh, dollar margaritas or whatever they got. Yeah, they got yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. Well, I always said that the official uh, for the longest time the gag was the official national anthem of. Uh, Green Bay was the uh, fancy like. <laughs> fancy like. What's the fancy leg? Fancy like. You can you play Apple the song? Bees. Yeah. No, oh. just play it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. okay I said okay. that was the official unofficial national I ain't anthem. Name the song. Uh, yeah. Of Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was up there this weekend. There's nothing up there. And I brought people from Oklahoma, and they were like, "There's a lot of chain restaurants here." I said, yeah. There's yeah. like, I mean, I know there's local ones, but goodness. Yeah. Whose idea was it to just fill it with chain restaurants? Yeah. Like I mean, I still can't get over that's honestly Lambeau Field. When you get in it, and when you're walking around it, like it is. Like I'm not a Packer fan, but it is great. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's, I, it's, look, it's, I turn to yeah. people uh, around me at the game who are Packer fans that I wish they did this to Shul- uh, Soldier Field. They yeah. ruined Soldier Field. Like they basically landed a spaceship on top of it. Like when you're in it, you see the lake and it's cool, but like it should be what Lambeau mm-hmm. is. But they screwed it up. And there's like there's. National landmark. It was a little bit harder to do in Chicago yeah. than it is Green Bay. But like Lambeau Field is a great place to watch mm-hmm. a football game for sure. Uh, like from the aesthetics, uh, from the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, from the history, all of that. But then like, and I love the atmosphere around it. Like, but they took they actually kind of ruined it because you have all these like you're in a neighborhood. It's like yeah, a college. Yeah. But then you got Applebee's and Chili's and all these like <laughs> like chain restaurants in Green Bay. It's like. So you have all this like local ambiance yeah. and this local sort of like flair, yeah. And then it's on your way in, it's Moe's and Applebee's and Outback and uh. Ruby Tuesdays and <laughs> Texas Roadhouse and every other chain restaurant you can think of. It's like it's all the same food, folks. It all comes from the same place, Cisco. Man, I feel like uh, I feel like Green Bay. I feel like they'll have a lot of like nice like hole in the wall like uh, bars. Though. Yeah, yeah. There's there's you know a lot mean? of like nice like neighborhood bars like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. It's more especially on a game day. It's more about like the tailgating atmosphere more than yeah, anything too. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I many that. people are in established. No, but I'm just saying. Day. Well, yeah, there's some great like local tailgating. But I'm just saying like in general, like to live up there. Yeah, I just feel like there. what in the hell? like to your point. Yeah. Where's Jordan Love going? He's. I'll tell you. I, he's, I know he's, he's going. going. Well, I'll tell you where he's going. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wait, okay, you you first, Jim. He's going to the Oval Office. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, that he's going. He's not going nowhere. They're going to somebody's house. They're probably coming to his house. You think he's got uh, a big house? Like he doesn't. I mean, like he made money, but like he doesn't have like. Yeah, yeah. He's got backup quarterback money right now. Right, right. I'm, I'm sure it's he's good got money. a decent size house. Not probably not. Man. I mean, it's Green Bay, and he's making seven million dollars a year. Yeah, like it, yeah. He should go pretty far. He up probably there. has a yeah. He probably has a nice house. He's probably just inviting some guys over. They might have some drinks. They probably won't. I wonder how many of those houses just kind of. You'd think they would just kind of roll over for players. Yeah, that's what. Uh, I mean, shoot, that's what I would do. Yeah. You know, if I was a player and um especially if you were especially if you're a player and you're able to play somewhere for a while, like say you spend like a decade or even like seven years somewhere. Yeah. Like man, you could just be buying a couple of properties and you basically funnel it to the you could funnel it to the team. Like, hey, I have I have these, like they can break their lease whenever. Yeah. I know how this goes. Like they get cut, they can break their lease. Um, just funnel this to the rookies if they want to do it. They can rent this house. Like, oh man. That's smart. This is Roger and Hamilton presented by Cruise Light.